Hey guys, welcome back to Emotionally Exhausted. We are a bi-weekly podcast that talks about emotionally exhausting topics because being in the constant state of emotional exhaustion is the part of adulthood that no one talks about and we're here to talk about it. I'm Shan. I'm Therese. I'm Tika. I'm Ty. Well, hey guys, welcome back. Thank you guys for coming back to support us for another week to listen to another emotionally exhausting topic. Before we get started, just wanted um, to say thank you to the Choose True Project and the Money, Power, Respect Summit. We participated in that last week, which is why you guys did not get a posted episode. We hope you joined and you learned some great things about friendship, but we want to thank them for allowing us to be a part of that amazing event. We had so much fun. As soon as we got off, we were like, we want to do that again. So call us back next year if you want to but that's up to you. But thank you so much. Um, Before we get started, just gonna go around and see how everybody's week has been and what everybody has been up to. Um, You know what, y'all, my week, my week has been okay. Like, it's been decent. It's coming off of a high stress from last week. So so we level set in, but you know, I'll I'll just keep hope alive, um, depending on how the rest of the week go. I'll say same. My week has been fine. Um, I worked in the office for eight hours again. <laughs> oh, Lord. Mm-mm. I know. And that was trash. But otherwise, you know, pretty okay. standard. Well, I'll just say it's too early to tell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so far, you know, it's not the worst, but it's not the best. But um, we'll see how the rest of the week pans out. Yep. I'm, I'm alive. I'm that's, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at too. Hopefully. Yeah. Jan? Okay. Well, my last week was great. Um, I finally broke the shackles of debt off of my one foot so yes. I could dance. Yes. I paid off a, I prayed off a credit card last week and it's so beautiful to see zero, zero, zero. Praise the Lord. One more to go for the year. Mm-hmm. Get that done by the shackles September. off one foot. I'm mad at the analogy. The yeah, shackles, shackles off, off one of foot. one foot. One more shackle to Only go. One. Yeah. Side <laughs> note: I also tried Kesa Beria. I've been trying to fi- find that in Charlotte for the longest. I finally found one. I tried it. It's very good. I had it, it twice in one week. It was mm. really good. So, well, what yeah. is it? It's like you know them tacos that you see everybody like dip in the sauce. It's everywhere over TikTok. It's all over Instagram. It's like, it's very spicy. I don't like spicy food. So I fought through it. The first one wasn't that spicy, but the second one, like my lips felt like they were going to fall off. Like, I feel like Thai, if, well, if they make shrimp ones, you might like it. But, um, cause it's really spicy. So I feel like something that might be something that you would enjoy. But other yeah. than that, that was, you know, Blessings. Next thing to go, I want that shaken espresso from Starbucks that I cannot find anywhere. Y'all sell it out every time I go. I'm in the five Starbucks. Haven't able to have it yet. So. It must be extremely oh. sweet. I don't know. We'll see. One day. <laughs> I, I don't know what that is. Me either. <laughs> like, and I'm a coffee drinker, so I'm like, what is that? Like, it's some childish. A brown sugar shaken espresso. <laughs> brown sugar. Brown sugar. But no, but they sugar. said it's not sweet. They said it's not sweet. So I'm trying to get to a barista that can make it sweet. But again, it's a TikTok thing. I'm in on TikTok, so it's a TikTok thing. Yeah, TikTok be having like so 
there's obviously there's a TikTok for every city. So DMV TikTok, a lot of people rate restaurants. And so like there's this one restaurant called uh, Taco Rock and I seen it on TikTok. Why on my feed, like the next day, it was so many people at Taco Rock the next day. I was like, why are all these people there? I thought that was just for me. (laughs) I had that on my list, not y'all's. Y'all be getting influenced through the TikTok trend. We do. Yeah. Oh my god! Now that you said that, no, I'm taking it off my list. I don't want to be influenced. No, you gonna try it anyway. I'm not. Jeez. I'm not. Mm-hmm. It's worth it. You, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, you're gonna be like, y'all. I tried taco rock. Mm-hmm. It's good. Y'all gotta come when y'all come up here. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. influenced. Well, I do because I always hit the favorite anytime I see one. I'm like, let's revisit that. Let's go back there. <laughs> remember but anyways well we'll see how the week goes i think it'll be great guys positive put the positive mindset out there so with that being said tika what are we getting into this week well this week we gonna get into it into it into it we're gonna talk about work it's so mm-hmm. sad work it makes you just even saying the word mm-hmm. work just work, 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 work. oh so when you say it like that no we're going to talk about work like just work-life balance code switching co-workers and you don't have to get specific you know just how work is so my first question to y'all and this is everyone, I want y'all to answer individually. Where are you as far as work goes today, right now, in this current moment? Now, one being, it's great. Like, it's awesome. I love it. 10 being, fuck this shit. So where are you on the scale? Six. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Not too bad. Okay. I'm going to be at a nine. <laughs> this trees episode is all true i'm at a i'm at a whole nine i would say i'm at a seven and that is less than i thought what uh, we'll get into it but yeah i'm at a seven i'm at a seven okay well i'm gonna go well i'm at a i'm at a like 6.5 okay okay Oh, well, let me change that because I hate my job. I'm at a seven. <laughs> seven. So, Tree, since you are at a nine. Yes, I am. What's up? Like, I mean, like, what ain't up? Let's, it's, the better question is what's down, which is apparently fucking nothing. Um, excuse my language, y'all. But, you know, I've just. Y'all, I've been at this company for, I will say about, I'm about to be going on 1.8, one year and eight months. Yeah, I think that's somewhat right. Um, my first year, you know, I spent on like the merchandising side of things, but I was, I was missing like the creativity that I had been doing in like New York and like really being on the marketing side of things. Um, so I was like, you know what, let me try to get my foot in the door and, and work on getting in on the PR side of things. So like maybe back in November, I think I started off um, on the PR team. Um, and honestly, like the first four months, 
on the job, I was in hell, like hell. And when I say hell, I feel like I was being overworked. There was nothing that I liked about the role. I had nothing to look forward to. I was constantly drowning. I didn't have no balance with my, like my, there was no work-life balance. I feel like I was like, I would get off and like really just be like, okay, all right, girls, let's get in the tub and let's go to bed. And, and because I'm working from home. So like, there's really that extra sense of like, there is no work-life balance. Um, Because I'm constantly or I was constantly in a state where I felt like I was getting off at 7, 7.30. And it was like I had been on for like 12 hours. Um, And so like, yeah, that that was that was the first four months. Um, The latter of it, I'm going to say what? It's been about two extra months. Um, Things have slided up a little bit but I'm still being overworked. There has been like some things that I've been excited to work on, but not, um, how do I wanna say it? Like, I'm excited to work on it, but I'm still overstretching myself to be able to work on those projects that I'm most excited about. And so like, I really feel like I'm, I'm exhausted. So that's, that's probably why I would say I'm at a nine. I'm exhausted. I feel like I should be in a different, in a different role where I'm able to use those creative talents that I have because I know that I'm capable and I know the people on my team know that I'm capable. I just feel like I'm being used to do the mundane work mm-hmm. and being used to do things that I'm excited about when I want to stretch myself into those areas. Well, do you feel like, okay, say that this was a role that you love, like you were using those creative juices and all of that, like, would you feel like it was that intense if it was like the same work hours and same, like expectations? I, you know what, here's one thing I want to be clear about. I'm at a point where, and I feel like, you know, maybe it came with 30, but like, I need the work-life balance. I'm not trying to be working around the clock. So whether I'm excited about it or not, like there, that boundary needs to be set, mm-hmm. period. Like, I mean, like it literally needs to be like, okay, I'm at work at eight o'clock sharp and then I'm getting off no later than five. Mm-hmm. Like just leave me alone. So like, I don't want to say that like, I would enjoy like staying on like after hours or before hours if I was actually more passionate about what it is that I'm doing. But I do think the work would become easier and I wouldn't hate it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, it, would, it would be easier. My mind would be less stressed, like, because it would actually be things that, like, I'm engaged with, I'm excited about. So I, I would say that. But, like, I'm still not trying to be on the clock 24-7. Like, that's just not something I'm, I'm interested in doing. Well, how do you set those boundaries? And I would say that's for you and Ty, because I know Ty has been not setting her boundaries and working about 15 hours a day. Okay. I'm going to just say a little bit and then I'm going to let Ty jump in here. But that has been the most challenging part for me. Like learning how to set those boundaries and like truly within those four first or those four months, like my first four months in the role, get into a point where I was like, I was crying. I was like, oh, Trees, you too damn old to be crying. You are 
this is ridiculous. Like these people are making you cry. But I was crying because I was like drowning at work. I hated it so much. I would be getting these emails like super late at night or super early in the morning. I was getting phone calls about things that needed to be like done, like in the moment. When I say phone calls, they like, I had one come in at 8.30 p.m. And it was like, yeah, we need to put a hold on this because of X, Y, and Z. Like, can you call this person? Like at that time, at that hour. So like I spent the first four months not setting those boundaries. And then when it came to like my my end of year review, I, I spoke up. Like if this one thing that I've learned in my current role is after venting so much to friends and family, like, and, and mentors, and then being like, no, you just need to say what it is that, like, you feel. That's going to make you feel better. You need to let them know, like, you're drowning or whatever the issue is, and then they need to provide some resolution to it. Like, that's the only way that you'll be able to get it off your chest and set those boundaries. So once I did that, like, in my year-end review, I was like, look, I'm only available from 7.45 until 5.30. That's when you got me. Anything outside of those hours, like, it ain't urgent. And if it is, then, like, you need to learn how to do it. You're going to have to do it on your own. And if that requires me to show you how to do it in this moment during regular business hours, I will show you how to do it. And, like, luckily, my team was okay with that. Five, opening the floor. Well, let me just start by saying I am in a new role in a new agency and I am coming up on my four month mark um, wow. on the 19th of this How month. Nice. Congratulations. I, know. I was like, I don't even realize that. But it's so crazy because your first four months sounds like what I am experiencing. Like I for one, I feel like I was bamboozled. Yes, bamboozled during this job interview because everything that I'm doing now is nothing like they described. Job posting during the interview, during the first few days, I was like, oh, this is going to be so great. Like we were in a period of transition with my office, the office that I work in. And it was just so like, I was getting told, oh, it's going to be so amazing once, you know, this person in this leadership position comes on board because he has a different way of thinking about things and it's very collaborative and we just have like big think tank type of style. It's That's how it's structured. And it has been nothing like that. I have constantly worked 14, 15, 16 hour days, like literally last Thursday, I did not get off of work until 12, 26 AM. And I started work at 6 30 AM, you know? So, and it's, it's, it's based off of like them giving me requests. That's like, Oh, this is urgent, but it's due. They give it to me at 11 AM and it's due by 4 30. And it's like, five pages long that they're requiring me to put together for this deadline. And it's just like, not really realistic. And so one thing I will say, um, as far as trying to set those boundaries, I'm still figuring it out. I really am. Like, I don't know the most effective way to go about it. And like Tree said, speaking up is probably the best thing to do. But like, 
it's difficult when you're in a new position and you're still trying to fill out the people that you work with as well. And then also I will say they put me in a position where um, during the interview, I was not told that I would be managing people. Um, I am now managing six individuals with no management experience. I was never told that I was going to be, if, if so, I would have required more money if I would have known that I was going to be managing six people, but you know, I have my mid uh, year review coming up. So I'm going, I'm going to like definitely say that, you know, I have additional responsibilities than with, when I first signed on to this and I'm going to require more money, Yeah, but that's another discussion. Um, but my manager is, it, he was not an effective manager. Like he did not know how to manage properly and effectively and that trickled down onto me so he would like you said trees anytime like literally I would get emails from him 10 30 p.m 10 30 p.m I need you to look at this I need your eyes on this I need you to review and the crazy thing about it is he did not want me to call him my manager or my supervisor I'm his thought partner and so for me, it felt like he was giving me. <laughs> what kind of foo-foo message is that? <laughs> I know. He was giving me stuff that I feel like higher up, like leadership told him to do, but he did not either have the capacity or want to do it. And so it trickled onto me because I'm the next step mm. under him. And, you know, he just wanted to review it and, you know, me put all, put all of the work into mm-hmm. it, review and submit it up. So that's what I like after talking to my pa- my mom, my sisters, like just, you know, venting to different people. And they were like, it sounds like you doing his job for him. That's what it sounds like. Um, because he know he's well aware of like your priorities and what you should be working on mm-hmm. ahead of time. It's not like every single, this was every single day I'm getting last minute urgent requests. And, you know, one person, I can't handle that. So that was a lot. So I feel like we have a new person on board and he's more willing. He, what, this is his second week. And I can, it's a dramatic difference than with the previous person. He is more like, project management oriented he wants to put out priorities put gantt charts together like list out this is what i expect like we did a whole like little brainstorming session and did like norms for our um office and like how we like to work and it was really nice to have that to set those boundaries and i feel like it has been an improvement from you know previous weeks so all that to say I'm still working on figuring out boundaries because even tonight I was just working right up until a call right before this. And I'm going to have to get back on once we get off of this. So, yeah. You're so right when you say you're still trying to figure it out because like you're in a new position, you're around new coworkers. So you don't really know their personalities yet. Mm -hmm. And I felt that a lot too transitioning into my PR role I was like, I don't really know. I haven't developed that relationship yet. So like, I'm uncomfortable. And I also haven't like, I I haven't read, I'm not able to read these people. But one thing I did, like people said to me was like, once I finally opened up and I was like saying to like people that were on my same level, like, hey, I'm I'm drowning. I I need to know like how I can fix this. They were like, you know what? Like, Shalaya, you do a great job. You're doing an excellent job in this role. And because you've already made yourself credible in your seat, 
people are going to value what you say. So if you come to the table, like obviously you putting in hours time and you work in like 24 hours is what it seemed like in the work is obviously quality work. Like once you do come to the table, it's not going to be like, oh, well, you know what? Ty just shooting the shit. She ain't really swamped. She ain't did nothing. Like right. they're really, I feel like they'll really, really respect you because they know like, no, this happening in here working 24 seven, like her work is like up to par. Like we know that she wouldn't like, if she's really feeling this way, like her feelings are valid because yeah. you're a great employee. Right. So like, that's what I had to learn too. And I swear, like the moment I said it, like I had received like a raving review in my year in review. And then I was like, at 30 minutes after he finished raving about me, I was like, thank you so much for the compliments. But let me just be real with you. Like, <laughs> I am so unhappy in this position. Like, I really feel like this transition has uprooted my life. Like, that's exactly what I said. And I and I came with all the points. And like, he was so understanding. And then my manager took it back to my director. My director had a one-on-one with me. And she was like, okay, this is what I want to know. I need to know how we can help you. I need to know who else we can get involved. What can we take off your plate? So I think like, again, I do understand what you're saying. Like, you're just filling everybody out and you still, you know, you're still new. You're trying to understand the dynamics of the group. But I think like, probably more than you know, you've already proved yourself. So when that conversation is had, it's going to be respected. I know other people have to talk and I want to make this long, but yeah, I, I completely agree with that. But also there's like a double-edged sword with that because then they give you even more responsibility when they know that you can handle it and that you still give quality work. And that's how I feel like I'm putting in this situation time and time again, because it's like, oh, Ty, I know she would be able to get it done. I feel it. I feel it. Maybe, look, do we just need to hijack? I'm just kidding. I'm like, speaker, Shan, do we need to hijack the call over here? Because I feel it. I feel it. And when I said, like, I was doing, like, stretch projects that I was excited about, like, I'm excited about it. But, like, they also know that I'm not going to drop the ball in other areas. So that they give me hell of other projects like oh we know Shlea is she knows the budget so she can handle the budget too oh yeah and she wants to stretch into consumer because that's something that she really wants to do Mm. and I think she would love this project so like she can do that too oh also like we know Shlea is great with reporting so like let's just give it to Shlea it's like enough is enough like Mm -hmm. Shlea can't do everything Shlea is one person and like I, I I I a hundred percent agree with you on that. Like it's a, it's a catch 22. And I was just saying this to a friend the other day, like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, you say you want to go and, and experiment on things that you're passionate about, but you can't do that without like having to like take on your regular workload and then them piling additional work mm-hmm. on top of you to yeah. stretch. Um, so I get it. Do y'all think they do that specifically for like younger employees? Like definitely, definitely, most definitely. Older person already has like has the tenure. They understand like, no, like this is not going to help me Mm -hmm. be like my trajectory in my job. Like this is what my, my job description says this, this is what I do. And when you're young, you got something to prove. Like when you're first into, you you have something to prove and they know Mm -hmm. that. So that's why I feel like that's why a lot of times that happens to the younger um, people on the team. Mm -hmm. 
Agreed. Because I think when you're coming in as an older employee, you like, look, I already have 15 <laughs> to 20 years underneath my belt. This is what you're going to get. And that's it. Yep. Like, don't ask me for anything outside of it. Like, it is what it is. But like, again, like Kai said, as someone that's younger and trying to like move up the career yeah. ladder, you have more to prove and there's more like risk there. So, Shan, do you want to explain why you're at a, what'd you say? Six. A seven? Oh uh, yeah, you can. You happy six. girl? I'm she not actually. Uh, I mean, I don't have I don't have work like y'all. Like in comparison to my previous job, this is a breeze. Like I don't do half as much work as I did previously. So I understand like the work life balance thing because Trees used to be like, "Why are you still on the computer at eight o'clock?" Like she used to call, and I li- but I loved my job though. I liked what I did. So when you had that question, I was like, "I get it," because I could have got on the computer and stayed on until nine o'clock at night if I knew what what I was doing. I liked doing it, mm-hmm. so it wasn't like a huge issue. But like now, I think onboarding in the middle of like working virtually it's a little different when you're trying to learn new systems in a whole new company. So mm-hmm. that's why I might say I'm a six because these people don't operate like other jobs that I've had. Mm-hmm. The email etiquette isn't the same. Like we work a lot with um, like stores and stuff like that, having to answer questions from them. I'm not used to that. Like I'm not used to being the li- liaison to a store. So like, I'm like, hell I know your guess is just as good as mine like, <laughs> like, oh my god like I, I don't know what you want me to tell you like I'm sorry like shit we ordering gotta come from overseas what you expect like we're in the middle of a pandemic like what do you want me to do like it's stuff like and I that's how I and I have to like sometimes it takes me a little bit of time to answer emails because I've been thinking that but yeah I just say a smooth six because I'm not as passionate about this job as I think I am about mm-hmm. the other one and get I guess I'm where I'm having a hard time because I get I get paid more money at this job, which is really the whole reason why I left my previous position. It wasn't passion. passion. Does passion matter? One hundred percent, I think so. I think it does because, like I said, like I did a lot of work in my previous role, but I liked what I did. I was passionate about it, so it didn't seem like work. And I always think that, like, sometimes now when I get off the computer, like I'm like, whoop, five fifteen off. Like, turn it off. I'm not staying on like I'm Mm. more tired doing this job than I was in the other one because I'm just like trying to like it when I liked my other job yes like it's draining to to fake like you enjoy something yeah and you have to do it every day for eight hours Mm -hmm. out of the day Mm -hmm. that is the most draining thing Mm -hmm. and see I'm gonna piggyback because I'm like I used to be in Shan's role and I was like, okay, well, you know what? This is different than what I was doing before from like a merchandising side of things, but you know what? I'm getting paid more and it's chill. Like I I like didn't love it, but like, I mean, catch me on a Tuesday at like 10 AM. I could be at Target, like really at Target. And then like, okay, let me just make sure I get back in time for it. Like Mm I, 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 Maybe I had too much flexibility in that role, um, which is scary because then I got into this new role and it was like, I can't even get a damn moment to go pee. Like, I'm like, damn, what if my stomach is hurting? Like these people like are calling, like emailing, like, hey, Shlea, like I just, just making sure you saw this or like, yeah, looping in. Like, it's just always something. So I think like, 
I just wanted to say like from Shan's perspective, like if it was something that I wasn't passionate about, but it didn't require a lot of my time, I would be okay. All right, fine. I'm just coast smooth sailing, feel Mm -hmm. it out. Um, But now like I'm like in this role where like I'm not actually passionate about 90% of the work that I do but it's, it's draining me. So that's Mm -hmm. like a different story. Like it's draining me, like it's overworking me and I hate it. (laughs) It, which then makes me in turn, like start to like despise the company, even though like, I really, really like, I like the company. Like I want to like stay and grow within the company, but like, it's like the only way that I feel like I can have out is if I leave. The work environment matters. The reason why I don't have much to say is because like my work and like quote unquote the mental health field. So like people, I feel like people are a lot more like, not people, but like your managers and supervisors are a lot like nicer and more understanding, um, a lot more lenient. Like I could be like, listen, today is not my day and my boss would be like you know don't worry about it or if say if it's 3 30 he'll be like oh don't worry about it you don't have to take your time it's okay like you know take care of yourself so that's why I think that like for me my job is like nah it's okay I'm not passionate about it and when I say that I feel bad because I'm doing a disservice to my clients because I'm not passionate about it and they could be working with someone who's giving them you know, all their needs and all of that. And I just kind of skate on through, but. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. So like with you saying, you know, you're not passionate about your current job and you feel like you may be doing a disservice. Do you feel like your quality of work is you're not giving your highest quality or your best self to your clients to lead them on the path to success because you're not passionate about it or do you feel like you still you know provide a high level of quality work and service to your patients even though you're not passionate about it that's a good question I do think that I provide like quality work and like quality support however I'm not as like some of my coworkers, like they go like above and beyond. And I don't go above and beyond because I don't want to, because I don't care about this. So like, if I was passionate about it, like I would be like doing a little bit more, but like my quality of work, as far as like what I'm required to do, as far as documentation and all of like the, the, um, what is it called? EWP? Like, um, I'm, like on, I'm on task. Like I'm on, I'm on it. I'm doing a great job. But like otherwise, like my clients can't call me at five fifteen and think I'm gonna talk to you because I'm not. Like you can't call me at four o'clock and think I'm gonna talk to you because that's not happening. <laughs> Shoot, I don't even have meetings past three o'clock. So like, oh. and see, that's I agree that now that should be banned. And yeah. I have a meeting every day at four o'clock Oof. except for Fridays. But think about me. I work with people that's on csc time i get off sometimes at seven o'clock tonight eight o'clock the most i work well at the least i work till six o'clock and i'm uh, upset then 
because I get up and I'm working at nine o'clock when it's eight o'clock their time. Yeah, set your boundaries. Tell your manager, like, okay, this is what I like. I'm on a in a different time zone. Like, I mean, I know we already talked about boundaries, but do y'all think that it's hard to like um, come to managers to like remind, like, if you've had a conversation and you have to remind them, like, okay, well, we talked about this. Do, 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 do y'all think it's it's difficult to approach your managers about certain topics with a risk of like? them retaliating to a certain extent i i think as a relate this back to being a black woman (laughs) but i think that black people in general sometimes have a hard time setting boundaries because we feel like we have to go above and beyond to do our jobs so that we can at least get the level of respect in our roles that our counterparts get so I know in my previous role, when I came out of like college, and got my first like career job and what I went to school for. I had a hard time like stopping or knowing if I'm doing enough or making sure I'm going above and beyond, show them that I'm doing a good job and I'm grasping on to what they're wanting me to do. But I feel like now being 30, a boundary is a boundary. I get off at 515. Mm. Don't put no meeting on my calendar if I (laughs) after 515. Mm. You won't see me. You that email email that you think you I never put email on my phone because you don't pay for my phone. Mm. So you won't (laughs) see I don't see them emails until 8 a.m. the next morning and I will address them at 8 a.m. You are speaking a word at three o'clock. I put a a wave message on saying I'll be back on Monday. And that's when I will see those emails. You send them during the weekend. Good luck. So that's I feel like that's what I do in this role now. It also helps that I am hourly in this role. So I technically can't get on the computer unless I'm getting paid for it. Mm -hmm. So I think that helps a ton. But I think if in any role that I go in going forward, I'm going to take the same steps because it's important to have a work-life balance because you will drive yourself nuts trying to appease these people who are making billions and millions off of you while you making like, what, 10% if that off of them? Do y'all work harder because y'all black? I mean, I dealt with being black in the office and being retaliated against. But then at the end, I figured out it was because I was a black and I was a woman at that. But I was a woman of his culture. So dealing with retaliation, and it it was awful in the sense of knowing that this man did not take accountability for the two times that he tried me then actually going to HR and telling the steps that I took. And then, well, your steps that you took was enough, but he still retaliated against me for the duration of the time that I was there. And he had worked for me and had people looking at me crazy because I did not know that I was put on this project that he never told me about. So mm. workplace retaliation is, is it's one of the most awful things. I hate at my job for the last... How many months was that? I went over to his team back in May. He went to the country that he was from. He came back in about July. So from July all the way to <laughs> but till July all the way until I was laid off. I mean, being laid off was a blessing to me. I looked sad. I was like, thank you, Jesus. A way out with some money. Well, since we're talking about being black in the in the um, office or wherever you work, do do y'all think that 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 plays a role um, in how people treat you on the job? And do you like 
you know, like we said, code switch. Do you code switch in certain instances? Mm-hmm. Trees, I'm starting with you because they don't know your name. Oh, yeah, they don't call me by Tracy. Now they got to call me Shalea, okay? That's my government <laughs> name, okay? <laughs> okay, that is my government name. And code switch, yes, like this is Office Trace. Hi, how are you guys doing this morning? Like, this is Office Trace. And then when I'm talking to y'all, this is Trace. Like, I mean, this is Trace. So, like, 100%. But I have moments where I'm like, okay, you know what? I done got looked at this damn email and, and they about to find out the real blackity black truth today. I'm about to be blackity black Shalea. <laughs> like that's so like I have those times often, like often. But I I think like the way that like I handle it, code switching or not, like it's just a matter of me like being nice, nasty and really showing my black side in that way. Like I can, I can hit you with a rude ass email. It'll still be professional, but I don't think that my colleagues who are uh, white and, and, and of other races would have said or pushed back in the manner mm-hmm. that I pushed back. And like, sometimes I think that's required. I don't, I don't think it's warranted all the time, but like, don't, don't, don't ask me something that you know yourself is ridiculous. Like, and and I'm just, I'm just not gonna do it. And I need and that's where I find myself like just you know having to really show the blackity black me. And I feel like whatever we say is perceived differently as well. So someone could say the same thing, but like if we say it, then it's taken as like, are you okay? Like, are you upset? Oh my god, mm-hmm. I hate that. Like they used to do that to me all the time. Like they were always so concerned if I was about to show out. Because they know that the thing that they was asking me to do was some bullshit. They knew it was. They knew it was. <laughs> but I never lost my cool. And I think that, I don't know if it, deep down inside that bothered them. Because they just, it was never, they could, nothing they could throw at me that was going to make me break. Which kind of pisses me off at the same time. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, damn, what if you, could you just have snapped? And then they, they would have just like left you the hell alone. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that too. That's why I'm like, I feel so like sometimes I can say this for myself that I have worked a lot harder than some people like other my I'll say my white counterparts like I cannot even fathom the the reason why I left my previous job because of this in trees world memory it was this one project I was up until like Ty said up to about 11 30 12 o'clock trying to finish something that they know nobody else would stay on the computer and do and gonna say it has to be done like it has to be so it, at eleven thirty something. I said, "This is fucking ridiculous." I turned the computer off. I said, "I don't care if it's done or not." Like I just turned it off. I said, "This is it. I'm applying for new jobs. This is it. Jesus, this is it." Uh, I was just gonna say, like, I don't know, like necessarily, and I'm I'm gonna talk from like personal experience that I just had, um, like in in this same role. Um, so like in my current job, like I'm an analyst on the team, and there's like two there were like two senior analyst positions that are available one or that were available one is still available the other one was just filled and I'm gonna say like personally I don't feel like I work harder I just feel like like I just know things you know what I mean like I know how to do my job and so I recently was like I understand like I just started in this position six months ago but currently like 
I have felt like I was slapped in the face with the person that they brought in to place in this senior role. And it has nothing to do with her, but like, it's, and, and I don't know, maybe it's like me just being like, oh, race is like heavily involved or, or maybe it's not, but I'm like, I just felt like they brought in a white girl to become the senior analyst in this role that I know, like, no, I didn't have as much PR experience that she had because she's been at a, um, she was at an agency before, but I have experience. So now I'm in a position where I'm teaching her the job. And so that pisses me off. Mm -hmm. Not that I'm working harder. It's like, no, I actually know the job. So the fact that like, it was not even granted, I've only been in seat for six months, but like at the end of the day, like I'm not working harder, but I do bust my ass like in the position that I'm in to make sure that I get the job done. But it's just like, okay, well, damn, like they brought somebody in and my ass is having to train her. Like it, that, that behooves me, but that's, that's just, you got to train her. I, I mean, I'm, I'm basically training her like everything that she's about to learn or like is learning at the moment. It's like stuff that I know. Like just, and that's, that's, that, that brings me to something else. So like, just because like this person has like uh, a PR background, like has stayed in her, her career path of public relations since she graduated college, doesn't mean that she's more qualified than I am. And that's how I felt when they brought her in, because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, like I have well-rounded experience. No, I haven't been on the same PR path for like the last four to five years, but I'm a well-rounded candidate. And I think my experience probably would have been better suited for that role. So like, why wasn't I given the opportunity to move Mm -hmm. into it? And I'm now showing her like how to do the things that like she has to do. Right. That's exactly like what I had to do because I was in a, like a junior role, but I was doing the job of an assistant. And I went in and asked because the role was open and I went in and asked to be able to just apply for it and interview. And I had already been doing the job and not even getting paid to do the job, but they wouldn't even let me interview for it. And I had to train the person just like trees, train the person to do it. And the girl did. And the only reason that she got the job is because she did an out of a, a program for like a month at the job. Mm to be like to be prepared and just go straight into the role and then what she was there for like two months did a terrible job and I still was doing the job and get not getting paid for it so it's like it's that type of stuff and mind you again that's the kind of shit that pisses you off like you're sitting here doing the job and not getting paid for it again going above and beyond these stepping stones reasons why I have boundaries now sports those were the stepping stones (laughs) those why do we put so much emphasis on being like like not successful but like succeeding how do I want to put it like working really hard for a company um, outside of like the money aspect like why do we put so much emphasis on like being a a great employee or a great worker I worked as if I had something to prove with every job that I ever worked because I felt because in a lot of instances, I was the only black person. I'm still the only black person on my team. So I always worked that way until I got to this job. And I was like, 
I got the job. I did the interview. I proved myself in the interview. I'm not about to sit here and work myself like a dog, which I am working myself like a dog. But I'm not going to work. I can work hard, but I'm not going to work as hard because I shouldn't have to prove myself any more than what I proved myself in the interview. But as a black person, you feel because you're the only person in your position and in these white, well, for me, it's not even a white space. It's white people. It's a minority right along with me. You feel as if you have to work to get ahead when it's all politics. You're not going to get ahead. You're going to get a thank you at most, but you're not. I feel like yeah. I heard this in a, like a, I don't know, like a, another podcast, something like that, but it's like imposter syndrome. Like you feel like you're in a space that you don't belong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think that's why we strive so hard for success because either we don't see a lot of people like us in those spaces and we feel like if we don't do a great job, then nobody else is going to be able to come behind us. Yeah. And like, I just feel like I want to be in a, outside of the money. Like I want to be in a position where like I can manage people or like I am representing for the culture in a leadership position so it's like we need that and that's one thing that I appreciate about my company being led by a black leader but I feel like if we're if we're not talking money representation matters and that's something that Mm -hmm. I know we've been learning extra hard over the last couple of years but like it, it just matters so much and I think for me too with like two girls like I don't want, like, I want to show them, like, okay, yes, if you want to be, like, the VP of public relations or if you want to be, like, a CEO of a company, it's possible. Um, so I think that's that's really where the stretch comes in at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would completely agree. I think when you're brought up from a young, young child, I was always told you can be anything you want to be. You just try hard at it. You're going to have to try harder than anybody else because they already because you're a black woman you're already at a disadvantage but then also um you just don't like Trisha representation you don't see people get to higher levels being who we are black women or mm-hmm. a black person in general so I feel like even outside of money like not even just not necessarily the title of it but being in a space where you can then help somebody else up mm-hmm. who looks like you who comes from a similar background who may have thought that they could not be in the space or the place that they're in never could have imagined it and for you to be in a space where you can like someone can look up to you I think that means a lot so like that always inspires me to like go above and beyond is because I know like Tree said, I got younger people looking at me. And then also I want to be in a situ- in a place where I can help someone who's coming up. They don't necessarily have to be younger than me, but coming up and did not have the opportunities that I had. I want to make sure that I give them an opportunity. So you got to be in a place to do that. Well, I'll say yep. when working as a person, like in the helping field, I think that my motivation is always helping people that look like me because I noticed that in my role, like where I live, there's a lot of, there's not a lot of black people and the black people that I do serve or the um, Hispanic individuals that I do serve, they typically don't have like a parent figure that's like promoting them to participate in my meetings, to take advantage of all the money that we can provide and versus 
the other side, their parents are calling me every day, like, oh, well, we need you to pay for this. We need you to do this. We need you to do this. And so I noticed, like, I put more effort into those individuals who don't have that parent that's, like, calling me, nagging me about stuff that's annoying. But I want to help those individuals because they don't have that. And so it's good to be, like, an individual who understands and when we meet like we talk like like this like we just yeah. have a conversation even with my older clients like I met this man the other day who was sitting outside cigarette in his mouth chilling like and we was just having a, a regular conversation I mean although you know obviously I was doing my job but it was really really regular he felt very very comfortable asking me questions he was like you know I hope you don't think I'm stupid I was like I wanted to say nigga. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But it's like, no, like, ask me all the things. And he asked me, like, a slew of questions that should have been answered for him way before he met me. But I think that is also, like, very, very important. I love that. It's like you're being an advocate for people who don't have that at home or elsewhere. You're that person for them. And you're doing your job, but you're being the advocate for them. Right. I love yeah. it. It's yeah. always such I, a service when you don't have somebody there that can be an advocate for you. Like you don't mm-hmm. feel comfortable being yeah. able to talk to somebody. So I think that's always, that's why I'd love for black people to get to these positions <laughs> and mm-hmm. recognize the things that need to be worked out. Yeah, exactly. Like, and, and just to piggyback, like I think it's important to get them in these positions so you can influence the narrative, which I think we're all saying mm-hmm. here. And I feel like a perfect example of that was like a meeting that I sat in last week and it was with our, our, our CMO. And it was the funniest thing. I laughed about it because like it was real. Um, and I just thought it was like a perfect example of like why we need more like diverse leadership. But like, um, we we were like partnering with um, a team member from the NFL that was like being drafted and he was also being drafted on like our company's home team and the script that marketing had um, written for him he he pushed back and he was like nah like I I'm not saying that that sounds like an old, like, or not an old, a young sorority boy, like, or fraternity boy wrote the script. Like, that's not something I would say. Like, good job, sir. Yes. yes, And he pushed back and like, they actually said exactly what he said in our, in our marketing meeting with like everyone on the line. And I was like, that could have been changed. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? If somebody Mm -hmm. was sitting there, like, that would have not even been flipped to him because we right. would have known this this don't sound like him. Like this is not mm-hmm. something like we would say. So I, I just wanted to piggyback on that, just having seen that happen last week. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. That is like it, you see how those things happen and you really you really don't think about it until you're in a position where you're the only person in the room that looks like you or you're one mm-hmm. of three or two or whatever and you're like okay well now I have on top of my job I have the responsibility to also Mm -hmm. put in extra work for individuals who look like me yeah because we in in I will say and not to get all blackity black but like we as a black community need to work more um towards like just building each other up bringing each other in like Mm -hmm. other cultures oh yes they will sit there 
I remember at my old job, they would get their friends jobs there who had no experience and they were working and they found out during a deployment that this person did not know how to fix the issue and they got fired. Both of them got fired. Dang. Dang. But it, it's seriously the aspect of when you know somebody, you help them and you bring them in. Mm-hmm. And make sure they know what they're doing, though. I was about to say, not just knowing them, but they got to know what they're doing as well. But give them the opportunity. Like, you can be in a position to give them that opportunity. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. Like, I don't care if, like, I I don't care if someone who is younger than me that ends up, like, being, like, a manager or something over me. If you Black, I'm with you. If you Black... And you're a good person. Let me just say that. Because <laughs> all, what did they say? All skin folk and can folk. Can't folk. Mm-hmm. We can't know. So, yeah. Yeah. But I'm rooting for you. Like, I'm rooting yeah. for all of it. It's just what it is. Shane, you smiling. You like real happy. <laughs> she is happy. She is happy that this is taking a blackity black turn. No. Right. No. <laughs> No, but I was a monkey in the wrench. Right. (laughs) Yes. No, I just like I recognize that because I even now, like I think when I started at my previous job, there was just so few black people in the room. Like a lot of times I was the only black person in the room. It was very uncomfortable, especially when you had upper management that said, like, I mean, I was in a meeting one time and this was around when like Trump won. And my boss was like, yeah, now all those welfare, yada, yada, yadas. And we were in a vendor meeting with a vendor. And the luckily, these these women were from New York. They're very open minded. And they had to come to me. And it was another black girl in the room, too. They had to come to us and apologize to us for what he said. Wow. That's crazy. It. I look at times like that, like when my first, that was like my first year working at that company. And then once it progressed, once I had worked there for like five years, once I had got towards the end, there were far, like I was in a meeting one time where we, it was five of us and one white person, like, or one person that wasn't black. So it's like now going to another company that like, again, I'm in those spaces where I'm the only black person sometimes. It is, it's kind of sad because I know there's a lot more black people who are qualified to be mm-hmm. in these yeah. roles. They just don't get the opportunities. So, yes, I'm I'm smiling because yes, I always advocate for Black people because I just feel like sometimes sometimes we get the short end of the stick. Sometimes people not working hard. Yeah. Sometimes because I know at my last employer, every time I would see even like my group of Black people I hung out with, every time we see a new Black person, we'd be like, oh, it's another one of us. We would be so excited because mm-hmm. we is we're not used to seeing us at all. Yeah. If it was us, it's maybe like three or four of us on one floor and that was it Ty you had something I was just gonna say it's kind of going back but also pertains to this as well I think another reason why a lot of times we overwork ourselves not only because you know it is because of the color of our skin but we're making sure because in the back of our mind we're probably thinking other people think the only reason we got this job is because of the color of our skin and we're not qualified for it, but they needed to meet a quota for it. So you kind of try to go above and beyond to show like, no, I am highly qualified, probably overqualified Mm -hmm. for this job. And I know what I'm doing and I'm intelligent enough and I can, you know, do whatever you do times 10, you know, Mm -hmm. so you, you do a little bit more, but you can fight me. 
Yeah. Yeah. Angel fight. Yeah. Yeah. You better let them know. Shoot. Ooh, child. I don't know though, Ty. Like, whoa, these 24-hour days is what it sounded like on your yeah. end. I don't I don't like that, Ty. I'm gonna say this I don't like it either. Like I do not like that. I don't like it either. And I'm telling y'all, this is the only like I think I had it so easy. Like my old job, I literally was just like looking for new jobs because I was like you know I just feel like I'm wasting like literally I was like you Therese I could go to run to wherever I needed to at 10 a.m only if I knew I had like a 12 o'clock I need to be back by 12 for this uh Mm -hmm. meeting but literally I was doing nothing and I thought my talents were being wasted and I feel like I took advantage of that opportunity and that lesson that God was providing me because he said, honey, <laughs> listen, when you get this job, you are going to be overworked. And I am, li- I'm feeling it. I am feeling really every- that part, that yes. part. I was fully like, you know what? I am wasting my talent. I really want to be doing something more creative. This is not requiring a lot of brain energy. Like, I'm really just, like, out in these streets. Girl, I'm like, ooh, I took that for granted because I literally mm-hmm. got roped in, and now I'm drowning. Drowning. Don't even have a second to breathe. Don't even have a second to be like, well, let me apply to so-and-so. Like, I don't even feel like updating my resume, by the time mm. I get off work, because I'm so damn tired. Mm-hmm. See, I wanted to uh, switch my. I want. I wanted to start looking for jobs, but I was like, I got it, man. I got it good over here. <laughs> but I do want to advance. Milk but that to you, can- <laughs> like, I'm like, milk that to you can't no more. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, seriously, milk it because you do not want to be overworked, tired, yeah. mental breakdowns. You want But y'all should look at but, it as like an opportunity for you to say like if I can do this, I can do any job. Honestly. Yeah. Not to get all spiritual on y'all, but I tell my mom all, all the time, I'm like, God put me in this situation for a reason. It's a lesson and it's a lesson that I need to learn out of this and by the end of this I am going to be pre- be prepared for anything that's thrown my way. Like, cause it's mm-hmm. nothing but up from here. And so whatever it next is just going to be like, it's nothing. So I agree. yeah, I believe that it's just Shoot. one of those things where I've been like, you know what? I didn't had this type of role in the beginning of my career. I didn't had them worked away from it. And now I'm back here. So that, that pisses me off. So I'm almost feeling like I'm fighting to like prove myself again, like starting over from scratch. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I agree. I think like once we come out on the other side of things, like mm-hmm. I do feel like I will be having been put in this position because of the various things that I touch in this role. Like I'm going to be in a position to like know how to respond to certain certain things and literally touch every part of the business like whether it's marketing whether it's merchandising whether Ooh. it's comms like see look I, at that like yeah that. <laughs> yeah that's, that's the positive part yeah. of it okay? that's a little real good on your resume exactly but listen Trees, in the thick of it you like uh-uh, i don't want this i don't want this i don't want this i don't have all the answers for all the interview questions y'all gonna be able to like be like yeah i did this 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 y'all can have it it's- you know what that is so funny that you say that because i when i was going through the the emotions and i had to connect back with 
um, my former boss, who is currently Shan's boss. And I was like having nervous breakdowns, like crying every five seconds. I just mm-hmm. actually talked with her last week and she was like, girl, you don't, you wait until your next interview. You're going to be prepared for every single question they got for you and you're going to kill it because you don't have exactly. the experience. You don't work through it. Like exactly. she was like, this there's is- nothing you will be able to do. This is God setting y'all up. Like you said, Ty, it's literally God setting y'all up. I mean, it may suck right now, but like, think of, you're young. You can handle it. But how much longer? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I'm saying, I'm, I'm hearing it. I think that's great. Oh, wait, you said how much longer on this podcast or how much? No, longer? how much longer do oh, I got to be in this seat to, oh, okay. to just like learn my lesson yeah. and be on the other side? Yeah, that's why I'm like, I'm yeah. hearing this. This is great. But I'm, I also can recognize that like, if it's stressing you out that much, if it's like draining you that much, sometimes it's time to leave. You know, leave with another option behind. Like, just don't quit. But sometimes it's, it's time to know, okay, this is it. But that's are another one to go. When that's leave. a good point. Because I've literally said this. I'm giving this job a year. And because my mental health is more important Mm -hmm. than this check that I'm getting, although it's really nice, it's more important because I have to be whole in order to like effectively spend that check, save that check, do whatever with Mm -hmm. that check. So I'm like a year. And if I still feel this way, I'm transferring to something else. Like I'm going to try to find, like, I'm going to stay in it for at least a year, try to fight through it unless it gets to a point where I can't anymore yeah. so I completely agree I like the job that I'm in now but I experience burnout literally every other week and I'm telling myself you deserve something nice I've never told myself that in my entire life of living that every other week I want to treat myself like it's the only way that I feel necessary that I enjoy the fruits of my labor is by doing that and you can, and you should. Yeah, you work hard. Like, all your money shouldn't go towards bills. I say buy yourself something nice. I do think it's important that, like, you set a boundary for yourself, which I know we discussed earlier, but, like, time made a very great point. If after a year, you there's, there's nothing has changed, you still aren't looking forward to going to work daily, I just, I, I, I do think it's the point where you need to be like, all right, well, this might not be the position for me and I need to move on to something else. At least I was able to learn whatever it is that I learned in that one year. But I, I took the same advice for myself and me having my one-on-one and expressing my concerns um, with the role that I'm currently in and why I'm unhappy and what I'm expecting to change. I did that for a reason so that I know come November 23rd, if I look at my list and my list is still the same, I'm going to recap that on my way out the door. And so I do think that was an important point to make, Ty, because mm-hmm. nobody, if it, I mean, a year is a long time and it's yes. even longer when you're unhappy. Like, Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. when I tell you, when I told y'all about me having a new boss, well, manager in May, from May to January felt like two or three years that's how it felt working in he double hockey sticks working for the devil like that's literally how it felt and i'm very passionate about this because this man i i cannot stand him the same way he couldn't stand me 
but it really when you you're so unhappy it feels way longer than what it actually is and i was waiting until tika's birthday to trip before <laughs> i quit or find a new job that's what kept me there was my time oh, sorry yeah <laughs> it's okay <laughs> well any good takeaways guys i mean that was a good takeaway um for everyone if you're unhappy just leave peace out another one well two speak up and set boundaries learn how to set boundaries i need to take this advice for myself speaking up and you know yeah read your job boundaries. description and you are enough your job description says what you're supposed to do if they give you anything extra it's time to ask for more money help the job description is completely different from what you're doing (laughs) well that too then that's something to negotiate and let's talk about in our uh in our mid years or our our one-on-one yeah yeah agreed well then help those that are like you yes Yes. and operate like a 50 year old employee Oh, Hello. Use we'll, your time. We'll leave that to Shan. Use, use your vacation time. Yeah, all of oh, it. Use your vacation leave. time. All of that. Take yes. advantage, okay? Now, that's one thing I ain't afraid to do. Uh, me either. <laughs> I'm, I'm I just say always remember, if you leave, the company is going to find somebody to replace you ASAP. They won't like have it. to get the beat. It won't be any like like they, like they will continue to function. So know that like if your sanity is at risk, like mm-hmm. they're gonna find someone regardless to fill the role. They will always have people trying to find a job. Mm-hmm. You on the other hand, you can't go mental permanently. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Good point. Well, next, any um, Ty emotionally exhausted? The podcast. I'm waiting for you to sing. Yes. Oh, listen. Okay, it's been a minute. It has <clears> been <throat> a minute. I'm very exhausted. Can we just use the I'm just exhausted. Take your time, Ty. Take your time. Emotionally exhausted. <laughs> the podcast. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Well, we were um, going into the segment of does anybody have anything that's making them emotionally exhausted? Shan is. (laughs) No, I'm just tired. (laughs) I worked 11 hours today. That was mentally exhausting. And I had mental breakdown about two times today. Wow. Okay. Um, I don't know if I have anything that's emotionally exhausting. Um, I'm tired of every song having a TikTok dance. That's emotionally exhausting for me. Peaches so. in Georgia, wherever that song by Justin Bieber. Listen, I'm absolutely every song tired. does not need a TikTok dance. Shan, are you learning like the dance? I actually, I actually like that song. Peaches in Georgia. Yeah, I like my weed from Georgia. Oh, no, no. I like my from California. You know the whole song? Nah, nah, nah. Just you like just know the TikTok version. See, that's oh, a problem. Mm-hmm. But no, see, not, this is what y'all wrong. I've been on TikTok in a while. 
okay. Okay. I'm tired of that song. That song, mm-hmm. I I can't even like, I can't even enjoy it. What about yeah. she make it clap, clap? Clap. Oh, I like that clap. though. <laughs> look, Ty know the dance. She didn't have yeah, social media like that. Like my niece taught me over the weekend. <laughs> See, that's terrible. TikTok is like, oh my gosh. It's, I love it. I love TikTok. I love TikTok, but mm-hmm. it's also like every song does not need a TikTok dance. And the songs from back in the day, they do not need a new TikTok dance. Well, maybe they remix. don't, but I think sure. the current the current ones I like. See on YouTube, there's this girl that mashes all the dances together and she makes it into like a workout video. So I'll do it sometimes. I, th- I find it to be very fun, and it's a workout. It's an actual, literal workout. Shan, let's see. Can you record yourself doing that? And yeah. um, we yeah. can put it on the Instagram. Let's put page. It on the- yeah, yes. yeah, that'd be fun. Introduce the people to new things. I don't think that's a part of my journey. Well, you do it already. You just recorded yourself doing it. Mm, yeah, yeah. The recording part's not a part of the journey. Mm, Y'all okay. go send some messages and encourage Shan to uh, post exactly. her workout of yes. the TikTok dances. Yes. Competition video. Definitely. Because I'm, I'm, I'm ready to see that. Me too. Same. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all I got from being emotionally exhausted. My, okay, well, this is my only thing. Um... When I go places and I put Shan on um, my orders and things, where does the E come from? Where does Shane come from? Where does Sean, you know, can, Fran, Shan. Let's just use hooked on phonics, people. That's I'm exhausted by that because I've had to correct so many people within the last couple of weeks of just like going to pick things up or going to stores or, you know, stuff like that. Like, it's not, it's not that difficult but yeah, that shannon is not a hard name yeah, to pronounce it's, it's i know it's such a pet peeve but i'm just like where did shane come from where where did shane that came from shane is two different names. yeah they are right. spelled differently it's mm, maybe like, they thought you misspelled it it sounds disrespectful to me that's what it is <laughs> that's all i got every time shane yeah that's yeah it. that's all i got but i just feel like so many people missed out on hooked on phonics back in the day you know yeah shane <gasps> <laughs> I can't even laugh. I get the E put on tie when I say tie. It's T Y really? or T I E. Yeah. Like tie, like T I E. Some that is stupid. T I E and then the, some other ones do T Y E. That's know. even no, dumber. T Y. <laughs> but for me, I same issue with Shan, but I never tell people my real name because you ain't gonna get it right. But I say my last name and they'd be like, oh, Paul. And I'm just like, <laughs> okay, Bojangles is Hall. <laughs> and I literally say Shan so you don't have to say my full name because they butcher that already. That's why I always just put Shan on everything because you're going to butcher my whole name. I, you're really going to butcher that. I know oh, you at, are. Oh, at work, I make them say Taisha and I correct them I every time. Right. They don't I say Taisha. Right. I say Taisha. That is, right. <laughs> yeah. that is right put your foot down we should not mm-hmm. have to yeah. um minimize our name just for their comfort oh yes because yeah. this woman at work told me that she wasn't gonna get my name right and i was like okay i'm not going to answer to you oh so we can get it right we can work on right. it right and i ain't gonna get your name right either <laughs> you know what <laughs> i just need to be a fly on the wall <laughs> in your work experience <laughs> 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 
Yes, yes. They sound like they be cutting up wherever you They be do. At. And I'll let y'all know if y'all want to hear two more stories. I got this two more so stories. Races. I was told that I ain't had no daddy. I was asked, did I have a daddy? And I was told that I was um that I was mixed. And I was like, my mom and daddy are black. How black are they? I was just like, ma'am, get me out this car. No, I'm not gonna get you a, a car. In a car. <laughs> car. I'm thinking of saying, why were you in a car? Right. We went. We went to lunch. And I just knew yeah. it was a bad idea. I knew it was a bad <laughs> idea, but <laughs> she was okay. driving where I wanted to go. On the next episode, we're gonna discuss how to approach <laughs> these issues. How to Nasia can approach these issues. issues. Yes. yes. I feel like people be coming for you. You need mm-hmm. to. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's, 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 I'll be knowing how to react. It's like, you know, like you just be minding your business and somebody says something crazy and you hit them with that Bill Cosby, like, look back. That's what happens to me. We need to work on your reaction time because I say something crazy back. Oh I be trying God. to keep my job because I think they do it because I was, well, it wasn't my, my recent employer, but because I was black. And I minded my business until they saw me talk to other black people. Jesus. And then they, they understood that. I would literally be like, oh, ma'am, what's the number to HR? Right. But I would literally ask her, what's the number to HR? Just, you know, just, right. you know. But my first ever job was, um, was a, uh, my manager asked me to have a daddy. And I was just like, ma'am, everybody got you know a daddy. What? <laughs> 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 Trees is so weak. <laughs> We can't even talk. <laughs> we like really feel like I'm not gonna get your name right. Retaliation. The man that went back to his country. Like I'm literally. We just need to take the sound bites from each one of these episodes that we did and are done and give T an episode. Like T sound bites. <laughs> I was looking forward to this episode, but I came in late because I had to eat my food because I um, I literally we- just got off work. Well, uh, are, are we, can, can, Trees, can you um, wrap it up for us? All right, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Emotionally Exhausted. We hope you learned something and how to at least balance your work life. Um, and I'm going to kick it over to Shan, who can let you know how you can catch us every other week. Well, um, like always, thank you guys so much for all of your support. You can listen to us on your favorite podcast app, whether that is Apple Podcast, uh, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and um, Anchor or Google. Um, also, please go follow us over there on Instagram at Emotionally Exhausted Pod. I think I got that right. Um, we um go over there and you know just give us some love and support and we like drop when episodes are ready and you know some other fun exciting things. Um, also want to say happy Mother's Day. This is a happy early Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Oh, yeah. The the resident Day. mom on here, Trees. Happy yay. Mother's yay. Day. Oh, thank um, you, thank you guys. Yep. Shout out to all y'all moms. Shout out to Joyce. I'm gonna give a shout out to that my home girl. Um, shout out to Mrs. Corvette. We love you so much. Yes. 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 Yeah. Nah, my mama don't listen to the she band. Okay. Yeah, my mama. <laughs> Yeah, my mama don't listen to this either. Stacy not allowed. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm still gonna shout my, my girl out. How. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, you say my old lady. Who me? 
Yeah, you whatever. You still gonna shout your old lady out? Yeah, I'm still shout my old lady. No, I you said I'm still like gonna you. shout my girl out. My girl oh, out. okay, 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 okay. Don't be too emotionally exhausted because we're gonna get you up out of that thing. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.